Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. All right. After one, we'll clap. Three, two, one. That was beautiful. We nailed Incredible. that. That was, that was like the choir and sister act. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you are listening to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. I am Sam Sanders, your host, and we are here during a most busy news week to play a very fun game. This week, I'm joined by two true all-star podcasters and all-star contestants. They host the podcast Radio Lab. Tell folks who you are. Hi, I'm Sam Taggart. And I'm George Severus. <laughs> and just oh, that like good. that. And just yeah, like was that, that. Too, was that too brief? We, and and we like, are the creators of And Just Like That, coming back soon <laughs> to HBO Max. This is not Jay Diaz's episode. It's y'all's <laughs> episode. Tell our listeners what Stradio Lab is all about. Oh my God, we would love to. Sam, do you want to start and then I'll interrupt you whenever I want? Please, I love when you do that. Um, Stradio Lab is a comedy podcast in which we explore a different element of heterosexual culture every single week That's with right. a guest. And, you know, these can be, each, each person comes prepared with a straight topic. So it can be something as simple as football and sports and weddings, or it can be something a little more high concept, like we did one on overhead lighting, and we did one on, we just had um, your former colleague, I don't know if you overlap, but Chris Murphy, who used to be a vulture, he just came on and his topic was advertising, just like the advertising industry, where we've gone wrong, Mad Men era advertising, Um <laughs> And so, yeah, it's a lot of comedians. It's a lot of other people. We just had Allison Roman on, which was a huge get for us. And we want <laughs> Listen, to give her a big shout out. <laughs> I never stopped liking her. Oh, I was please. like, you know what? The recipes slap. <laughs> I would say it was a running, not even running joke, but like because our podcast premiered truly like week one of pandemic, from minute one, it was like Allison Roman is pandemic culture. Everyone's making the stew, blah, blah. And it just became this like running bit. And then at some point we were like, we could try to have her on. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, people reacted as though we had Cher on. And in many ways, we did. <laughs> it was actually well, insane. And, and like there was a moment where like we thought we had to hate her. And I was just like, I'm not going to hate her. The shallots, it's, it's good. I'm no, sorry, it's good. Short -sighted hate. I, just, I just got our new cookbook. I'm going to make the semolina cake and I'm going to have you both over and it's going to be a okay. blast. <laughs> well, I also hate, it's like, it's like, I get it. There are conversations to be had about appropriation in food. But also, Allison Roman told y'all from jump, she was a white woman. You see her, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, like, I, know. Can't, I can't speak to that. All I know is when I make her chicken piccata, which is an Italian <laughs> recipe, I'm living. Yes. And I'm not there appropriating any culture. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
<laughs> we stand in solidarity with her. I was listening to one of your episodes, and I was thinking a lot about how to introduce myself to you both for this show because there was a whole interlude and riff on the meaning of sup mm, in the era of apps yes. and internet. What's y'all's preferred greeting these days? And what's the straightest greeting and the gayest greeting? Ooh, I love that. I ha- Okay, I have an answer for my favorite greeting. <laughs> oh, please. Okay. <laughs> I think at this point I've been irony poisoned where I d- this is not even ironic, but I love a hi mama. <laughs> really? Hi, not hey, hi. Hi mama. <laughs> Do you put a okay. W in it? Or? There is this, I'm not a big Bravo person at all, but I used to, there was a point during the pandemic when I watched all of uh, Roni, all of Real Housewives of New York, and there was this one uh, housewife whose name I'm, of course, now escaping me, and she would always walk into a room and say, hi, mama, and everyone would make fun of her for it and be like, why are you saying that? But then I sort of like, I, it's just like, it's fun. It's like a way to establish intimacy. It's gender neutral. It's kind of gay. <laughs> okay. okay, for this, are we, is it talking to a friend or talking to like a potential sex partner? Oh, yeah, I would not say that to a potential sex Both. partner. Both. Okay, potential sex Both. partner. Okay, Sam, what do you think? For, okay, for a friend, I actually, I'm, I've realized that I'm a, I start with just the word wait. I'm like, wait, Ooh. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I like totally. to pretend like we were already having a conversation. And so I'm like, wait, like, did, do you want to see a movie tonight? And it, yeah. I think it's like a fun way to be like, let's just pick up where we left off. Okay. Okay. Um, but for sex purposes, I'm a how are you, actually. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm a how are you. It's formal, which is embarrassing. But sometimes I get scared of like, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I don't know how I want to come off. And um, I find how are you to be like, at least I'm starting with a combo. You do know that all of that is secondary to whatever pictures you're sending. <laughs> it's true. Like, you're that's what matters. Right. You're 100% right. <laughs> I love a good, ironic sup, bro. Mm-hmm. You do it. a sup bro. Totally. Oh, I do a sup bro to my gayest friends, to my lady friends, the men. I, everyone's just like, sup bro. Wow. It's funny. It's ironic. I'm I'm not a bro, wow. but I yeah. bro drag. Sort bro of drag the opposite of the me. hi mama. It's sort of, there's a spectrum and <laughs> sup bro is on yes. one end and hi mama is on the other. Mama. Yeah. Although, now I'm going to start saying hi mama in bro voice. Oh, I love hi it. Mama. <laughs> that hi mama. That really mama. changed the game. Hey mama. Hey, Mama. Wow, be careful. That's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to the game. Um, it's really simple. It's called Into It or Not Into It. Love it. And I give you some topics from the week, and you just tell me if you're into it or not. And at the end of the game, I will declare a winner based on whose opinions I like the most. Okay. Do we justify our opinion or really? Always. Okay. Always. Okay, okay. thank that. God. The stakes are very low. You don't get anything. There's no prize. Well, Damn. the stakes are someone wins, and that's high enough for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's get to it. First item of business. Are y'all into or not into two juggernauts of cable news losing Ooh. their jobs this week? Yeah. Um, I- I'm going to say into it. I mean, okay. I-, I don't think it's going to like save the world that Tucker Carlson is gone, but I kind of love the... Um, I love a switch up and <laughs> I think it's like kind of fun that it's one of each. It's sort of like, I like, agree. it's like, Hey, that's look how bipartisan we're being. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I'll and it, say, yeah, I, yeah. I'll say I'm also into it. I think Don Lemon, you know, I don't watch his show, but I feel like, I feel like he has more of a daytime energy. Get him on Kelly Clarkson. I don't, I don't think he needs to be talking about electoral politics. Apparently he's just a total prick. Like, oh, so sure. the Don Lemon <laughs> stuff, there have been allegations of horrible sexism okay, on the set of his shows for years. And, and then, then I, I said that thing, I said back. <laughs> one of the like final straws back in February 
on the air at CNN, Nikki Haley had just announced her running oh, yes. for president, and he was like, I don't know, she might be past her prime as a woman. She's 51. Not in her prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you talk? Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? And then he really, like, stuck with it, too, because people were trying to, like, yeah, sort of laugh that. it off. And he was like, no, I firmly believe, like, show me one 51-year-old woman who's at her prime. Footage not found. And he's 57. I think because he's, I'm sorry to say, I do find him attractive. I think that's clouding my judgment. And I think, and I think, I think if he had a different face, potentially I would feel different. Wow. <laughs> wow. What about Tucker's face? Well, obviously, I'm horny all the way for Tucker Carlson, <laughs> both ideologically and physically. Uh, so his firing's a bit more complex. We don't actually know, and there's several theories. So at first, there's another reason why I'm into it. Like the fact that there's mystery. Yeah, is yeah so totally. Totally. But and it's so I juicy. It's like gossipy. That's perfect. Yeah. It is really yeah. gossipy. Did you hear that? Like one of the main things is that he kept using the c word, and then in fact. Like it was redacted from that big lawsuit that they were all in, and he wanted it to be in. He wanted people to Whoa. know that he called someone the c word. <laughs> he was like, "I'm proud of that." So in fact, oh like God. the common denominator here, I'm realizing is misogyny. Like both of them were like, yes. <laughs> both of them were just like going around. One of them, you know, a queer progressive man, and the other one, uh, you know, a sort of demon from the depths of hell. But they were united by their misogyny, and that's sort of beautiful. Tucker Carlson's like a demon from Joseph A. Bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, wow. th- so do we think? Do we think that their departures make cable news better, worse, the same? On the Tucker Carlson, I do wonder because you know many people are evil, many people have bad opinions, but he did have a certain, and again. To be clear, it did not work on me, but it, he did have a certain <laughs> charisma. Like yeah, it actually yeah. isn't that easy to find another person that could do that. If it was easy, then every cable news personality would be equally good. Like, it's the same with when, you know, when Rachel Maddow was at her height, like, she was a magical figure. Like, I mean, frankly, that's not what Don Lemon is. Like, that's not what a lot of the other, like, MSNBC people are. Like, it is hard to find that one star. And so, you know, yes, you're going to replace them with someone equally evil, but I don't know if it's going to be someone with the same sort of ratings potential. Wow. Does Tucker Carlson run for president? People are talking. Really? No. I mean, that is sort of like the natural. It's like, okay, you got fired from your job as a kingmaker. What's the next step? And your sort of uh, your relationship with Trump is on the rocks. I don't know. Now, what should Don Lemon do next? Uh, um, Well, before I knew he was a raging misogynist, (laughs) I suggested a daytime talk show. But now I think he should rot in hell. (laughs) Well, I think wellness brand, maybe his own like sort of spin a franchise. I, I don't know why I see that for him, yeah, but I feel yeah. like he could really work on that. He should be a spokesperson for Bonobos. Yes! Ooh, that was low-key shady. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they make great shorts. <laughs> okay, next question. Are y'all into or not into the estate of Marvin Gaye Suing Ed Sheeran because they say his hit song, Thinking Out Loud, sounds too much like Let's Get It On. Okay, well, first of all, I want to come at this from a completely uneducated place. I've never heard the Ed Sheeran song. Never once in my life. Didn't the estate of Marvin Gaye also sue um, 
Robin, Robin Thick and, and Pharrell over yeah. Blurred and they Lines because right? they said Blurred Lines sound too much like his song Got to Give It Up and they won. Uh, Pharrell and Robin Thick had to pay more than $5 million to Marvin Gaye's estate. But here's the thing. With that one, I could hear the, the similarities really clearly. Mm-hmm. The argument with this Ed Sheeran, Marvin Gaye thing is that like the chords that they're saying Ed Sheeran stole are like four chords that end up in like half of all pop songs you know what i'm saying yeah i mostly i'm cynical of uh, stealing music stuff like the when the dua lipa lawsuit was going around i was like she's what were they suing her for uh levitating was she was sued by a reggae band from florida and the chorus is very similar But I'm like, that just happens. Like, it just happens. We're all working with the happens. same things. I feel like, yeah. broadly speaking, I agree that I'm cynical about this stuff. And I sort of think it um, squashes creativity to not let people sample and, like, be inspired by uh, existing songs or whatever. Having said that, I don't mind Ed Sheeran being taken down a notch. I think... <laughs> That's a good you point. Know, and, I, and listen... If you were to be like, who do you like better, Marvin Gaye or Ed Sheeran? I would say Marvin Gaye. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I would say, you know, somewhere in the. I'll say, I'll say, to stand my ground, I'll say not into it. Okay. Okay. Let's play this mashup so you guys can hear both. Take me into your loving arms. Oh, I have heard this. Everyone's heard this song. Kiss me under <laughs> the light of a Okay. Thoughts? I'm going to stay not into it. I'm yeah, say not I, into okay. it. Not into it. I think uh, let Ed I'm live, just, yeah. you know? Let Ed live. Ed ain't never hurt nobody. <laughs> no. Has, like, Ed ain't never hurt nobody. Also, and I, I hate to say it again, but like the chords in these two songs that Marvin Gaye's estate says were ripped off, these are like the first four chords everybody learns. And yeah. these are like the four chords that are in literally two-thirds of all pop songs. It'd be like saying... Boom Boom Cat is sure. like a thing that can be ripped off. You know, everybody does it. It's kind of annoying to me. It's yeah, kind of annoying to me. I, I will issue a challenge to Ed Sheeran. Try to make a song that doesn't have all the most popular chords in all the songs. <laughs> he can't do it. He can't do it. <laughs> the wildest part in the court proceedings, the Marvin Gaye estate was like, we have a smoking gun. We have a smoking gun. At one of Ed Sheeran's concerts, he did a mashup of Thinking uh, Out Loud and Let's Get It On. So clearly... And it's like, all right, then we can sue Glee for every episode. Yeah, yeah. and also, guess what? Beyonce covered the Kings of Leon sex on fire, and I don't see anyone <laughs> suing her. There you go. There you go. <laughs> In fact, Beyonce also covered Alanis Morissette's uh, You Oughta Know. Yeah. And I bet Alanis was like, keep going, girl. That mm-hmm. was good. All right, more of the game after the break. But first, if you haven't already, please tell a friend about this show. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Listen to Stradio Lab and this show and rate and review both. And then subscribe to both of these shows wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? 
summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Are we into or not into Bed Bath & Beyond filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and closing a bunch of its stores. I am not into it. I am also not into it. <laughs> it why? Tell me why, both of it you. It represents just the decline of America. It's... Wow. Uh, yeah. It is, you know, we used to be a proper country. Mm-hmm. You could go to a Bed Bath <laughs> and beyond. Now it's sort of like, I don't know what's up, what's down. Um, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, and I, Are I, you, I hate, when's the last time you went? When's the last time it's like, well, I don't need complicit. to go? Like I, I'm of course complicit. <laughs> I don't need to go. I just want to know it's there. Like I feel safer knowing it's there. You okay. know, I okay. really Sam and I both lament the death of brick and mortar retail. It is <laughs> so frustrating to not be able to go into a department store and and be like, I want a suit. They're gonna. They're. It's literally like there are. You know. There are there's no one working there. There's no one working there and there's nothing on sale. <laughs> but also, do either of you use Amazon? If so, I, you're part of the problem. I, I honestly don't use it very much. I really don't wow. use, I really am pretty good. I'm trying to think like when the last time I used it was. It's truly like if I'm really in a pinch, I need an HDMI adapter exactly. today. Like yeah. I'll use it. But I I really think I don't know. I mean we really need to get back out there. We need, we need to get back out there and we need to get shop. We need to get America shopping. Again. Well, also like shopping yeah. is fun and going to amazon.com and ordering it with so much ease, it's like yeah. not that fun. But here's the thing though, with Bed Bath & Beyond specifically, you want to touch these products. Like if I want new towels, I want to feel how they feel. If I want new bed sheets, if I want like a new loofah, why, why would I risk it? But by the way, everything on Amazon is literally made from microplastics. <laughs> so, you know, you want something that's like a little, like I can't imagine, you know, wanting a washcloth and not seeing how it feels before hitting that purchase button. Or a lotion. I, I, I need to know that. how it smells or if it smells or how strong it is. You Cetaphil. Know. Cetaphil. No other. Cetaphil is the only oh, lotion. Oh, I actually am a Medical Cetaphil grade. Queen, but... Medical grade. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm a Cerave. High class, <laughs> yes, bro. Sorry. Wow. I'm really dripping in wealth. And yeah, I do, I do the Cerave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dripping in wealth and Cerave. More on the Bed Bath & Beyond of it all. Um, they had been warning of a potential bankruptcy for a while, and they had, had been job cuts and store closures in this last year. But now they're saying it's all over, Chapter 11. And they're saying that um, those coupons from Bed Bath & Beyond that used to like last forever, they're not going to work no more. I think after this week. I'm almost more sad about losing that leitmotif. Mm-hmm. I know. The never-ending Bed Bath & mm-hmm. Beyond coupon. It was a fun little bit joke. <laughs> it was. That's ending. This is what I mean. We're, it, we're losing community by losing Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> not to not believe corporations, but I don't know if I believe corporations. Like, I remember when J. Crew went bankrupt. Like, and they're still here. And they're, they're still, still here. And doing better here. than ever, by the way. And doing better than ever, by the Are way. Are they? And so... Who's their new person? They used to have the lady with the glasses. I like that. Yeah, yeah, they got the guy from Noah. You know the brand Noah? Oh, yeah, okay. So it's like really, which is very sort of on the cutting edge. It's like he's making it a little skatery. I feel like it's sort of, I mean, I don't know. Sam and I were actually just talking about this embarrassingly, truly this week. We're both back to J. Crew. Okay. (laughs) We're in, baby. We're in. Let me go check them out again. Question for you is Bed Bath and Beyond peak straight culture or low key gay culture? And now he said it. Okay. I have an answer to this. Please, let's go Uh, for it. Okay, here's what I think it's honestly pretty simple. 
bed and bath, that's straight, that's a binary. To put beyond there, that is the plus at the end of LGBTQ+. Plus. Wow. I mean, that is, you are, it is a spectrum. You are talking, it is queer. It is like, bed, it bed is inclusive. Is fluid. It's everything. It, it is fluid. And it is, we are talking inclusion, diversity. I mean, anyone's welcome. And the fact that in the little uh, font that they have, the beyond becomes bigger and bigger as it goes. I mean, that's beautiful. And they were doing that before anyone, before it was trendy. <laughs> okay. I also think any, okay. like, uh, uh, to be in a mall in sort of a suburban space, and see a Bed Bath and Beyond. I do think as a it's comfort, it's security. It's it feels security. like security. It's it's mother, and you can sort of be like, <laughs> if it's not gay, it's at least an ally, and it at mm-hmm. least like wants your back. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Are y'all into or not into this Facebook class action lawsuit? Have you heard about it? I did see a tweet about this. Uh, <laughs> so let me tell you. Apparently, anyone who's used Facebook in the U.S. between May 2007 and December 2022 may be entitled to compensation. Wow. It's all because the company allegedly was sharing user data to third parties like that consulting firm Cambridge Analytica, which was trending for like a few years ago. Um, But yeah, the class action lawsuit exists. You can go to the website and get your money, but it's going to be like probably $2. Yeah. Into this or no? Well... I love a monoculture, and I want to <laughs> celebrate that we can all talk about the same thing. That'll be kind of fun. Okay. I love um, handouts. I love free money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I wish it were more, but that's a common complaint, I think. Yeah. I'm going to say not into it because it's not dramatic enough. When was the last time you two used Facebook? You know, I still have it, and I, like, sometimes will, like... Um, vintage log on to like remember how it felt. Me too. The last time I did it was probably like two weeks ago or something. Oh, wow. I would say I do it on average once a month. I'm like, let's check in on how everyone's doing. Um, it is sort of shocking to see which, you know, old camp friends still use it and are still getting divorced and divorced and divorced. Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing who's posting still. I think that's a, such an interesting group of people where they really don't care what society tells them and they're going to keep no, posting on 100%. Facebook no matter what. Yeah. They live by their own law. Yeah. They poke by their own poke. <laughs> Can you still poke on Facebook? Oh my God. I no, I think they took it away. I think they... Wait, I'm going to check. I'm going to try. I feel like I remember the news cycle when they took it away, but maybe I'm wrong. Wait, I'm going to try to poke George right now. Oh my God. Ah. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to let me poke you. Ah! I can block. Okay. What other website owes y'all money? Oh my god! Or app? Twitter. I think Twitter owes me money at this point. How much? Oh my god! Twitter owes me billions of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) The way that I have been a supporter of that website from the beginning, and the way that I have given them so much, and even shared, I built community, and I did all that for free. That's insane. Yeah. At this point, I feel like we could sue for damages because they have <laughs> injured our careers by the fact that we are still on there and actually still tweet every once in a while. Oh, yeah. It's, it's insane. I hate it so much. It's gotten so bad now. Whenever I tweet about anything, without fail, in a few hours, a Russian bot comes into my replies and just shares like a booby picture. Really? <laughs> yes. I don't know what I did, but I swear to God. And it's like, oh, they don't, this algorithm doesn't know me at all because that doesn't work no. for me. No. <laughs> wow. How much does Elon owe y'all? Be specific. Oh. I'm going to say 75000 Damn. Okay. 
<laughs> Sam, you are not thinking business in, in business terms. That is nothing for him. Yeah, I know, but that's why I think I'll get it. No, I think Elon... <laughs> well, first of all, Elon owes me first for Twitter, second for Grimes, who I invested in <laughs> early on. <laughs> Damn. I was like, Damn. I was a Grimes head. I have seen Grimes life three times. Are you serious? I am dead serious. I have been a fan from the very beginning. I remember showing people her music videos like early on. And the fact that I have to see her tweet about like the future of AI now... It's mm. dark. I deserve at least a home, a home in Brooklyn <laughs> for that alone. A brownstone. <laughs> I would say Elon owes me a house in New York and Los Angeles so I can be by coastal. One for each thing that he did to me. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all into or not into the continued expansion of the Timothy Chalamet cinematic universe? This week at Cinecon, there were sneak peeks for his upcoming Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory remake, and also a sneak peek of him in Dune 2. He's going to be everywhere, it seems. Are we into this? I unfortunately am into it. I'm not like uh, into it because I think he's hot or anything. I'm simply not a twink guy. But I do think every time he goes into a film, I'm like, what does he even do? And then I see it and I'm like, damn, he was fucking good. And yeah. I don't know what he has. I don't know how he has it. It should be embarrassing on anyone else, but the way he does it, he sells it. Wow. And so I think it's almost like, you know, when someone wears like something really like wearing like Ed Hardy today and like (laughs) Von Dutch, (laughs) Von Dutch, you'll see someone wear it and you're like, wait, that looks good. Like, I actually want to see him flop because I just want to know it's possible. Even like Bones and All, I like didn't love it. Bones and All is so good. (laughs) Who watched Bones and All? Bones and All, I'm telling you. Bones and All. It was not marketed correctly. People were not going to the theater. Oh my, Bones and All. Go see Bones and All. It's so good. I should take all of my bones to go see Bones and All. (laughs) Sam, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're outnumbered here. You're with the two people, the only two people in the entire world that have seen Bones and All and we're both standing harder than ever. Oh, okay. Wow. Sam so then I'm guessing standing. George, you're also into these upcoming. Wait, Sam Taggart, you're project. not standing? I'm not standing. I, I like this. Sam love it. is not standing. Okay. This Sam. Oh, okay. Oh, but you just, you liked Timothy, but you didn't like the movie. Yeah. I see. I okay. See. Well, now, George, do you like the idea of Timothy in two big films this year? Here's the thing The Wonka um, thing and the Dune 2 thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so I agree with Sam, unfortunately. Both of us. Wish we didn't agree on that. We wish we were contrarians and we wish we could be like, oh, whatever, he's just like a random twink. Why do we care about him? But unfortunately, he brings it to you every ball. Yeah. And so we do <laughs> both, ultimately, we both are, are Timothy fans. I am into him getting more work and I'm into him being a... I, more I, work, I, he's fine. Uh, he's yeah. an Oscar-nominated well, actor. But, but here's a, but, so, so I'm into him being in movies, but what scares me with these girls and by girls, I mean men, is <laughs> being sort of tied up in these big franchise movies where I'm like, Timothy should be in Call Me By Your Name, Bones and All, Lady Bird. Like, that's where he shines. That's And so yeah. I'm worried, like, the success of Dune and Wonka and whatever else, like, I don't want him to go that route. I want him to keep one foot in the indie space. Put him with Rachel Sennett. Do a rom-com with Rachel Sennett and Ooh, Timothy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. fun. That's fun. I like that. I mean, I will say, my thing with Timothy Chalamet, and I kid you not, this is a true story. When he came on the scene, when he would do press and interviews, his energy was just, like, slightly grating to me. Totally. And for a while, I was like, I can't put my finger on it. And then I was like, oh, he's that white kid in high school who wanted really hard to show all the kids that he could rap. 
It's like, no, I can oh, rap. So I was going to say breakdance. <laughs> yes. And I said for years, he's just like the nice white kid in high school who raps too much. Lo and behold, a few months later, I find these videos of him yep. rapping in high school. Yep. Look at me. It's Timmy T. About to hit him with his E-T-S-T. That's what he is. That's what he no, is. No, it is absolutely what he is. Which is, is kind of what, like, which I see that energy and I also find it grating, which is what surprises me when I like exactly. him in the movie. He, he transcends that. He trans- I mean, it takes a lot for me to be on the side of a skinny white kid who raps. You know what I mean? <laughs> and somehow he's making it work. Yeah. By the way, Lucas Hedges, Lucas Hedges, it is time to step up because you, <laughs> Timothy is lapping you and you started out at the same level. And quite frankly, the nepotism is higher on Lucas. So I'm going to need you to really step up because Damn. I have been supporting Damn. Lucas since day one. Wow. Now- there's a there, there's a follow up question to the into it not into it. Are you still into the Shalomay of it all? If I tell you that in the Wonka reboot, he's singing seven songs, seven. All right, are any of them raps? <laughs> <laughs> Better be. Better be. Well, hearing y'all talk about it, I realize I actually don't have an actual bone to pick with Timothy over the work. I loved Call Your Name. I loved Lady Bird. I actually. Watch Dune like once a quarter because it's nice, like background visuals. Mm-hmm. I like Dune, yeah. I like Dune. So, you know, I guess I need to admit now that's the I thing. I have been unfairly yeah. maligning Timothy. I think I stand. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's really <laughs> oh like God. it's crazy. It, there's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. And guess what? Even when he wears those crazy outfits, he's pulling them off better than yeah. some of the other girls. I stand. I stand. Dare I say, Timothy Chalamet has a white boy wrapped his way into my heart. <laughs> wow. Damn it. Damn it. Wow. Beautiful. On that note, we've ended the game and Timothy Chalamet won. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. You get he deserves it. beyond gift cards. <laughs> no, <laughs> but actually, I, I'm going to confab with the team to declare an actual winner. <gasps> and let's wow. say bringing up Levitating by Dua Lipa. I liked wow. that. All right. But bringing up Ed Hardy and using that in a complete sentence in the year 2023 of our Lord, that's the win. Who did wow. Ed Hardy? Sam did both. Sam Hardy, did right? both of those. Sam yeah. did both of those. Oh, snap. Yeah. Sam, you won. Wow. Damn. I'm so honored. I was sure it was going to George. And, and I was I'm doing pre- clapping, <laughs> clapping like they do in the Oscars. <laughs> I was preparing I'm my happy concession for speech. my beer. <laughs> George is doing a full Angela Bassett. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> not even looking. <laughs> Impeccable. Y'all slayed the house down boots. Is that what they say? Is that what that's they, what they, exactly what they say? Definitely boots. keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, answer me this before I let you go. What is the boots about? What is the boots about? And what I say it all the, the time. About? I don't know where it comes from. We're gonna get. And it ends the sentence, right? Yeah, it ends the sentence, and we're gonna get hate mail because we don't know what it's about, and that's okay. Boots. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Boots. Boots. <laughs> that's okay. Boots. boots. <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Culture Geist. Culture Geist. You're listening to Culture Geist.
Culturegeist. I don't know, y'all. And now for a segment we're calling Culturegeist. About all the things we can't stop thinking about. The culture that's haunting you, haunting me, haunting all of us, for better or worse. Hello, Sam and Intuit listeners. My name is Courtney. I am based in New York City, and my culture geist is a 15-year-old Alltel commercial. All right, listen up, bro. My circle's gotta go. Why? Being able to choose the people you call for free. For those of you who might not remember, Alltel was a wireless provider that has since been acquired by AT&T and Verizon. The premise of the commercial was basically that there was a character representing each wireless network, so you had your Verizon guy, your AT&T guy, your Sprint guy, so on and so forth, and they were trying to kidnap the Alltel guy. The beginning of the commercial starts with somebody saying, What is up, Chad? Get in the van. The phrase, what is up, Chad, is just part of my lexicon now, and it's never left. So I will greet people by saying, Hey, what is up, Chad? And people will ask why I'm calling them Chad. And then I have to dive into this story about a 15-year-old Altel commercial or try to bypass it as if I call everybody Chad. Chad? If I say, what's up, it doesn't feel the same. If I say, what is up, I have to follow it with the name Chad. Nobody seems to remember this commercial super well, although it does have almost 100,000 views on YouTube after 15 years. So... I will end this little voice memo by saying, what is up, Chad? Hey there, Intuit crew. Hey there, Sam. My name is Ivy. I live out in the DMV, and my culture geist is in Shrek, too. C minor. Put it in C minor. Where have all the good men gone? Now, me and my friends, we are beyond chaotic. Don't get me wrong. We love repurposing quotes, right? So Shrek 2 got the most use because there's something just so accurate and chaotic about fairy godmother looking across at the king of a nation. What's new? You remember my son, Prince Charming. And Jennifer Saunders voice acting going like, he endured blistering, not, he he doesn't need to say it. I'm going to tell you what he just told you because he endured all of this. Bloody room of the tallest bloody tower. But, but, and what does he find? Some gender Well, he found a gender-confused wolf telling him that his princess is already married. Now, I don't know how to feel about it. I am the non-binary member of the group, and we kind of have our own energy when it comes to talking about queer things and racialized things. And it's a weird way to put it in a movie, uh, especially looking back from 2023. But I will say, if Fairy Godmother is in the room... And she offers me, me, Ivy. Well, hi there. Welcome to Friar's Fat Boy. May I take your order? Free food from Friar's Fat Boy? Uh, okay. Two Renaissance wraps, no mayo, chili rings. A sourdough soft taco? I couldn't be the king and say no to that. Curly fries. No, 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 thank you. Sourdough soft taco, then. Hi, Sam. This is Sapna calling from California. Uh, my culture geist is courtesy of... YouTube ads uh, that I'm seeing when I'm trying to watch other YouTube videos. We haven't watched actual television in such a long time. 
that basically I just watch clips of late night and things like that. And I've noticed periodically the same ad for Michelle Obama's Audible podcast. Um, And in it, she says, we're all trying to protect Kindle and share the light we carry. Because even when the world feels so dark, we're all trying to protect Kindle and share the light we carry. But the way she says it, always makes it sound like she's saying, we're all trying to protect Kendall and share the light we carry. And I have every time a second of wondering, which Kendall is she talking about? Kendall Jenner? Just gotta chop up some cucumber. It's pretty easy. You go, girl. Kendall from Succession. My boy Squiggle cooked up this beat for me. Check it. I really have no idea. And then I remember what we're talking about. These are the questions I've been pondering. And I'm sure a lot of you have too. Uh, So that's mine. Hi, Sam. This is Kelly from Chicago. Uh, I grew up doing a drive from Wisconsin to Texas twice a year for much of my life. And through that drive, we would always pass by a little town at the southern tip of Illinois called Cairo, Illinois. Um, It's spelled and named after the um, city in Egypt, but, you know, the pronunciation didn't carry over. So I was on a road trip with my husband last week and I was listening on Spotify and a random song came up. It's called, um, it's called Cairo, Illinois by Natalie Hemby, but she says it like the city in Egypt. So, <laughs> still I'll keep driving past the ghost of Cairo, I just ask any songwriters, y'all, double check if the folks who live there say the name of the city you are referencing in the title and the hook of your song. Please, please double check if that's how people who know what that city is call it. <laughs> Super small, but every time this song comes up on one of my playlists, I just have to giggle. Natalie, your voice is lovely. Your songwriting is great, but it's Cairo, Illinois. Thanks again to Kelly, Sapna, Ivy, and Courtney. Listeners, do you have a culture geist? A thing in the culture that's been haunting you for days or weeks or even years? Share it with us. The more specific you are, the better. Just send us a short voice memo via email. Intuit at vulture.com. Intuit at vulture.com. All right. Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, Jelani Carter, and Taka Zen. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. And our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. All right, listeners, we are back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Till then, and I never thought I'd say this, stand in solidarity with Ed Sheeran. He did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. All right, bye. 
Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. But that's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.